Welcome to the Burbs Minute Podcast, quite possibly the greatest Slavic movie ever made. I'm Jeff Ferry. And I'm Chris Derkach. And this week we are covering Minute 58 of the Burbs, which begins with Ray sizing up his pretzel and sardine, and ends with Mark stomping on the floor. <laughs> so we build this scene up, we're going to end right before it all blows up <laughs> in next week, but uh, we are joined once again by BJ Cramp from the Rock and or Roll podcast. Hello there. And uh, he has joined us all week to figure out what's going on in this movie. And i got to be honest, I don't think we know any more than we did when we started. <laughs> no, but I got a great part of the movie, so it's Oh, you fun. definitely did. We, <laughs> when I first asked a couple people if they wanted to come on, most people asked for, just give me something in the Klopak's house. Like, that's <laughs> right. what they wanted. They wanted to be in the house, because that's when all the really weird stuff starts happening. Yeah. Like, early on, there's a couple, Not they're not tough, because they're, they're still funny moments, but it's like, just when the guys are outside kind of talking at night, it's like a little slower. There's like there's no nothing to talk about because there's nothing happening in like the background. It's just like, oh, there's uh, Rick Dukeman and Tom Hanks. Yeah, they're talking. There's, there's Rick Dukeman giving Ricky uh, beer for no reason. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Contributing to a minor. Yeah, because we don't know if he's supposed to be 16 or 18 or 25. It's Corey Feldman. He could be any of those. <laughs> yeah, so we uh, we start with. Him making the most disgusting sandwich of all time, sardine <laughs> and pretzel. I also noticed that uh, Tom Hanks has his shirt unbuttoned down to like the the middle button, which is off-putting. And uh, the the face that he makes as he's slowly starting to move the sardine towards his mouth, and then it, it cuts back to the girls, so they're watching him too. I mean, it looks like somebody who's like been forced to cut off their own finger and is slowly dropping the knife towards it. It's like that. He's <laughs> yeah. waiting at the last minute, just hoping Carol will be like, no, you don't have to do it. <laughs> and because she's an awful person, she, of course, does not let him off the hook. <laughs> and the whole time he's put in his mouth and he chomps down on it, it's just Ruben staring at him next to him. <laughs> <laughs> just wait. I, I don't know. Waiting to see his reaction, I guess. Again, this is great Foley work of like the pretzel. You can hear like the crunching inside of his mouth as he's trying to chew his way through it. It's a great non-speaking acting from a, from Hanks back when he still did, you know, broad comedy. You know, he, he's too fancy for that now. He's flying planes and stuff. <laughs> yeah, and, and I, he just shoves the whole thing in his mouth. It's, I mean, yeah. it seems like he should have just taken a bite. <laughs> but if you didn't want to and, eat and that, it, that wasn't how to do it. That was not how to take that target. Right. <laughs> well, it really had the feel of somebody on Fear Factor, like eating a cockroach. You know, that's really, and the sound yeah. effects are just grotesque. Yeah, I'm hoping it was his theory, just like I'll just shove the whole thing in my mouth, I'll eat the whole thing, and it'll be done. Yeah, just Swallow get it him. over with. <laughs> and then uh, suddenly, halfway into this minute, his wife wakes up, and realizes she's there too, and just out of nowhere asks, "How are you enjoying Hinkley Hills?" Yeah, you just love it. <laughs> right now, if I'm Ray Peterson, I'm so mad at her after dragging me over here and doing this, and now I'm eating a sardine, <laughs> getting stared at by this creep. While he's eating that sardine, she looks down and coughs. I think she was gagging. That's what I think she well, that was. That was uh, Rumsfeld's wife doing that. She's the one that coughs. Yeah, it was Mrs. Rumsfeld. <laughs> and she won't even make eye contact. Like they're not even. They stopped looking at him. Now they're just trying to talk to Ruben. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, he's dying inside. Oh, and then of course, the line gets repeated again. Yeah, here we go. Back. 
what is it, Slavic? <laughs> <laughs> Ruben gets mad, too. Did you yeah. see his face? No! <laughs> the nine on the t- nine on the tension scale. <laughs> yeah, both line Yeah, I right? Google. Did you Google, did you Google tension I scale? Googled Clopac and uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I like I want to you know it's like nine on a ten scale and he says nine on a tension scale. That was a good play on words if it was on purpose. But uh, Klopek is a hundred percent Polish name, but then from what I could tell, Poles are considered Slavs as well. I think I, I'm I'm kind of confused. I was trying to figure out if there's certain Polish people that hate being called Slavic if it's like a a slur. You know, Uncle Ruben gets really pissed yeah. <laughs> when he says that. So. Yeah, he didn't like that at all. Funny you should mention that. So as yeah. you said, this is the greatest Slav- Slavic uh, minute ever. So this is the problem that I ran into when I tried to look it up. Slavic. The way that they say it, when they say Slavic, I mean, they kind of call that, but mostly Slavic seems to refer to the language. The people are normally referred to as Slavs. So Slavs are the largest Indo-European ethno-linguist group in Europe. Listen, when you get into Europe, starting to break down ethnicities is not easy. Right. (laughs) It is a mess over there because everybody wants to be like, I'm just this and I'm just that. No, you're not. You've all lived next to each other for the last 3,000 years. (laughs) <laughs> right. <laughs> There's a lot of intermixing here. <laughs> States with Slavic languages comprise over 50% of the territory of Europe. Present-day Slavic people are classified into West Slavs, which are Poles, Czechs, and Slovaks, East Slavs, which are Russians, Belarusians, and Ukrainians, and South Slavs, Serbs, Croats, Bosniaks, Macedonians, Montenegrins, and other things from the former Yugoslavia that I'm not going to mention. It just sounds like everybody's Slavs. It looks like everybody <laughs> east of Germany. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, east of Germany and um, in some of the southern regions, like north of Greece and like maybe south of kind of Romania. Really. But if you if you look at a of a map, it it looks like you just start at Germany and go east, not including like the um uh what are they called the Scandinavian countries and stuff, and okay. staying north of Turkey and just everything. <laughs> According to this, there are an estimated 360 million Slavs worldwide including 130 million Russians and 57 million Poles. So maybe it's not a Slavic name, but, I mean, it was not a bad guess. I was just saying, apparently Uncle Ruben's none of them, but... Yeah, I think Uncle Ruben just likes to be pissed off. That's what I think. <laughs> yeah, I think so, too. And maybe yeah. it was, well, yeah, I mean, it maybe wasn't so much that he was not Slavic. was the way that he said it. Yeah, yeah. It's not what you said, it's how you said it. He said it so dismissively. I mean, imagine if it was, you know, if they're talking about, like, you or something, and you're Greek, and they go, what is that, Greek or something? Yeah. I mean, just the way he put it, he puts a bad spin on it, like, hey, wait a minute, what do you mean? Yeah, what is that, Slavic? Yeah. Ruben looks at him like he's next, like he's going to be right <laughs> next after Walter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because he said... Well, Ruben, act, Ruben reacts like he said, what are you, Polak? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, he was like, he's... He acted like he mentioned something about where he at his uh he was one of his prison guards at Dachau or something the way he responded. Maybe that's what he thinks because he's standing behind <laughs> yeah. him in a uniform with a friggin' knife on. Is that considered bad form to go to your neighbor's house wearing a knife? We were undecided. It's definitely a knife on his waist, right? I mean, from this angle, it has to be. Originally, I just thought it was the I thought he just had the sheath, maybe. Right. But I can see the handle of it. No, it looks like a knife to me. I don't know. It, it's a it's unusual. <laughs> <laughs> He well, does. he's, I mean, he's been rude on so many levels during this visit that, you know. 
yeah, it's just par for the course. <laughs> he's been ignorant. He's been racist. <laughs> Tearing the wallpaper, pounding on the ductwork, yeah. <laughs> whatever else. Yeah, he's actually caused damage at their house. He <laughs> slapped him across his back. Yeah, and he, he slaps him on the back again here. It's well, like calling that. him Rube, that just seems, you know, a little <laughs> forward when he just met him. <laughs> He's already grumpy, too. You don't want to piss that guy off. Yeah, but he never I – mean, he looks back to yell at him once to say no, but then his yeah. eyes just lock right back on Tom Hanks. <laughs> yeah, it's great. <laughs> yeah, I love the way he goes straight back to, to Hanks after he screams no. But, you know, for, as far as I can tell, Klopek is technically a Slavic – or a – I don't know if Slavic is the correct way to, but it is technically a Slavic name, I think, since it's a Polish name. But, you know, maybe there's, you know, some kind of level of, I don't know what that, yeah, but I, I was thinking maybe Klopek's not their real name. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I feel like you would need someone that was had some, like, from Eastern Europe to let you, uh, to dig you through the ethnic subgroups. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, yeah. if certain Polish people would be offended if you said they were they had a Slavic name. Yeah, who knows? <laughs> is, it, is it like the situation where you just don't know about enough about the history where you're like, you know right. these people over there, they're part of the Sioux Nation. And then someone goes, hey, stupid, Sioux is not one of the actual nations. That's a confederation of nations. It's not an individual <laughs> tribe. You don't know your history. And now you're like, I'm a stupid white person. Yeah. I'm sorry, I don't know. <laughs> and you just show your ignorance. <laughs> I feel like it's one of those situations. Yeah. Either that well, and it just seems it just seems rude to ask, <laughs> no matter what. So it also seems rude to ask that way. Yeah. Right. <laughs> it's. I mean, it's the. I mean, you can introduce any ethnic group there and just say it that way, and it sounds bad. If it's just like, what are you German or something? <laughs> yeah. Like, what does that mean? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So the the very last thing we get in this minute is good solid walls and him slamming on the floor. Because God knows he hasn't hit enough <laughs> things in this house yet. Yeah. And I can't imagine there's good solid walls in that house either. Oh, what did they say on all those stupid shows when they're fixing stuff up? The house got good bones. <laughs> and this house actually does. Yeah. This one does. <laughs> it's got good bones. It's got the neighbor's bones. <laughs> it's got a nice femur. It's got a nice femur. <laughs> Listen, I'm not. I'm never gonna stop talking about that femur because I still, I will go to my grave not understanding how that femur ends up in Ray's yard. <laughs> because if it's truly a femur, if it is what they think it is, it's somebody's body. That means that the Klopex really buried something in their backyard, and if so, they buried it within two feet of the other fence. I mean, seems like a bad way to do business. Yeah. All right. I don't have anything else unless somebody wants to go into Mark's poor fashion choices or Ruben's stare. <laughs> Ruben's stare is scary. I don't want to think about that. I think I could start, I think I could start a uh, like a prog rock band called Ruben's Stare, Uncle Ruben's Stare. <laughs> <laughs> you have a song called No. <laughs> I'm not Slavic. <laughs> That's a good band name. Is that a Slavic band name? <laughs> All right. I don't have anything else unless one of you guys has something in your copious notes. No, we're good. All right, so you can join us over at the uh, at our Facebook page at the Burbs Minute. You can uh, leave us a note there or uh, drop us 140 characters on Twitter. 
go over to our iTunes, give us a five-star review, maybe leave a, a review. That would be nice. You can add to the other plethora of good reviews that we more than likely have by now. Um, where can they find you at, uh, BJ? Oh, Rock and or Roll Podcast or the book, Big Screen Book Club <laughs> podcast that we were... Oh, yeah, the Big Screen Book Club. <laughs> you can listen to me and BJ talk about 80% of uh, the TV show 112263. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Don't be... Su- spoiler alert, we don't finish it. <laughs> and I, I don't know if the mic picked it up, but my chair just squeaked and it pr- might have sounded like something else. So I just want to clarify that was the chair... It's the chair. It's always the chair. (laughs) To me, it sounded like the door opening, and I'm like, oh, I guess he's done. (laughs) It's a man that knows how to make an exit. (laughs) And uh, I'll quickly mention uh, some of the movies by minutes. I'll just mention the rest of them. Well, I will not mention the rest of them because we don't have another half hour. Right. I'll mention the the other five that all started before us. (laughs) That was Ghostbusters Minute, Caddyshack Minute. Five Minutes of Trouble, Big Trouble in Little China, Lord of the Rings Minute, and Beetlejuice Minute. Now, uh, all the podcasts that I read off this week are simply the Minute podcast that started before we did. Yeah. There's still like another seven or so on the site, and there's a couple more that are just getting started. I haven't mentioned them yet because they haven't done any episodes yet. But, I mean, what are we following, like two or three other ones on Twitter? <laughs> two or three? There's way more than that. No, I mean extra, ones that aren't even, oh, not even producing episodes yet. Yeah. At least and, two or three. And they're all in different stages of, like, work. Like, um, some of them are just starting up. Like, some of them are right at the beginning. But then you have stuff like Goodfellas Minute is finished. Back to the Future Minute has done two movies already. I think uh, Wrath of Khan's right at the end. Alien Minute's done. Then I mean, they're all over the place. Somehow, There's not a they, Strange Brew Minute yet, is there? No, there isn't. <laughs> but, I mean, I would say, oh, there's not. I mean, it's only a matter of time. I was just saying, Natty, you mentioned that there will be. Yeah. That's why, like, I'm afraid to mention any that I might want to do at some point in the future. Because everyone that pops up, you're like, oh, that's such a great idea. Yeah. Like, you go on here, and you're like, you see Beetlejuice Minute, you're like, oh, damn, that's a great idea. And you're like, the guy did Big Trouble in Little China? <sighs> oh, yeah, I wanted, to, I wanted to say, I think I, I think I picked up early on that you guys haven't seen Splash. Is that true? Is that what I got out of your conversation at the beginning of the podcast? I have either you... not seen it or saw it so long ago, I can't remember anything about it. I've seen it, oh, but like, yeah. I, I love that movie. I love that. I think that movie's even on a different level than The Burbs. But, of course, I'm a huge SCTV guy, so, you know, there's so Eugene Levy and John Candy in that movie are just amazing. But John I mean, Candy may be one of the most underrated comedic actors of all time. Yeah. So Splash is is great. I love that movie. It's one of my favorites. I think favorites. I saw it when I was. The problem is, I think I saw it when I was a kid. Yeah. And like it's yeah. Just, I mean, if you see it when you're ten, you yeah. like it for the goofy sight gags and stuff, but you miss all the other stuff. And the half naked mermaid. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, I used to get Splash mixed up with some other movie with a mermaid in it that I don't even know if I'd seen it or not, but I thought they were the same movie. But you know, that's what's weird about the Burbs is where Tom Hanks was in his career. I mean, this was. Right before like Philadelphia and Forrest Gump and all of that, so he was, you know, he was just like this comedic actor in all these different various movies. And uh, yeah, Bur- the Burbs is probably the least successful one of all of them, right? Yeah, I mean, it made it. it I think it it cleared its budget. It wasn't like a flop. Yeah, but it didn't. Yeah, it certainly didn't set the world on fire, and it got very mixed reviews. It wasn't again. It wasn't bad. It just was like everyone gave it like a, yeah, it's good. It's a movie. It was funny because 
uh, we listened to the Siskel and Ebert about it, and they talk about how it's like a ho hum type movie. And there was another movie out that year called Neighbors that they both loved. They're like, this is the movie everyone's going to remember. This Neighbors movie is going to be great. I'd never hear anyone talk about Neighbors. I don't think I've ever. I know I haven't seen it. Yeah. Well, what did? What's the movie with uh, John Belushi and Dan Aykroyd? Wasn't that Neighbors? I think it is Neighbors. But that's earlier than that's early eighties. Not definitely not eighty nine. Hmm. Oh well, yeah. I try here, stupid me. I try to look it up, and I'm like, I got the other movie. <laughs> it was eighty one. No. Okay. I think was... Com- I think they were comparing it because they were similar themes. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they were like, well, this is the better movie. This is the one that everyone and like. The best part is it's got an even lower rating on IMDb than, than the Burbs has. Burbs has six point nine, Neighbors is five point six, and for IMDb that's a big difference. Yeah, I don't remember much about Neighbors, but I'm sure the Burbs is funnier. Yeah, I mean I have to assume so. Yeah. I mean I love those guys, but Belushi and Ackroyd were definitely hit and miss. I mean when they hit, they hit. I mean you had some Blues Brothers, but when they missed, <laughs> I mean it was just like Saturday Night Live. Like everybody raves about the first five years of it. I'm like, yeah, go back and watch those episodes. Yeah, for every Conehead sketch or, you know, Wild and Crazy Guys, there's like three or four god-awful sketches you got to sit through. Yeah, everybody's just used to seeing the best of, yeah. Yeah, nobody ever sits there and watches the whole episode. Yeah, so it's... it's Bill. I'll tell you, when he turns around, you were right, and The Burbs is 89, he does Turner and Hooch, Joe vs. the Volcano, 90 is Bonfire of the Vanities, which is where he tries to make his turn, but that movie flopped. Yeah, famously a huge flop, yeah. And then he hits, I'll say, when he takes off his 92, he does League of Their Own, 93 is Sleepless in Seattle, and Philadelphia. Right, yeah. And then he's off, because 94 is Forrest Gump, and Apollo 13 and Toy Story, and he is officially, like, the most famous person in the world. <laughs> yeah, but pretty much everything he did was a comedy until Philadelphia. That was just, like, a really a right turn for him, and that's yeah, when everything changed, yeah. Yeah, because everything... And then, yeah, that was like his serious movie. I was yeah. say, it's like a, almost the opposite of a comedy, too. It's like a downer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. It's not a real <laughs> uplifting movie. Oh. Yeah, for some reason, that movie about uh, somebody dying of AIDS. Yeah. Not, a, not a real laugher. That's not the Tom Hanks that you were used to at that point. <laughs> yeah. Imagine <laughs> if you went to that and had no idea. <laughs> yeah, but you were saying. This is, this is another charming farce with uh, Tom Hanks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I want to see somebody do the Philadelphia minute. Like, <laughs> oh, no. Like, yell them yes. <laughs> Every episode, they're just sobbing. <laughs> People cry. <laughs> they're like, why did we do this? <laughs> yeah, see, that was my the thing that I brought up in one of the other episodes. I was like, to me, there's a difference between your favorite movie and the best movie you've ever seen. Oh, yeah. yeah I always say that, that there's a difference between favorite and what you would say is the best. You know, you're... That's like a personal thing when it's your favorite. You might acknowledge it's it's not as good as those other movies, but I just like it more for whatever reasons, yeah. Yeah, like, I mean, I'll sit down if, you know, I'm just trying to kill like an hour and a half or two, I'm going to be doing something else. I'll sit down and I'll throw on uh, Back to School with Rodney Dangerfield. Yeah. It's one of my real go-tos. It's right, I mean, right up there with like The Burbs and a couple of the movies just like that. Like, those are my go-to, like, I'll just throw that in there. Listen, I realize it's not an Academy Award winning film. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, you know what? I don't want to sit here and watch Network or, <laughs> right. or Schindler's List. Like, that's a lot of effort to, to see yeah. that. That's work. Yeah. And that, I think we had talked about, oh, what was I talking about? I was talking about when I did, we did Slycast when I talked about Rocky. 
So I said Rocky was one of the few movies that cross both worlds where, like, I could sit down and watch it just for fun, but it is also a great movie. Right. Where those are, like, your Back to the Futures. Like, those are few and far between where you get movies on both sides of that. All right. You guys have anything else now that we've wandered off for a while? <laughs> no. No, we're good. All right. I think we did all our plugs already. I'm pretty sure. We were done. We were leaving. <laughs> yeah, I've definitely plugged Rocky into a rule enough. <laughs> all right. So for the this week, I'd like to thank BJ for being our guest and uh, helping the class this join up a little bit. <laughs> yeah, thank you for having me. When I saw that you were doing this, I think I, I you know, sent you a message immediately because this is, has always been one of my favorites. And it's it's one of those movies that, you know, not everybody knows about or not everybody knows how funny it is. So Yeah, I, I mean, I tried to say this with the, the movies by minutes. Like, most of them are super famous movies. And then there's a couple in there that are like, oh, okay, I see what you're doing. Like, airport minutes in there. I'm like, bravo, that's a bold choice. <laughs> like, <laughs> not going with one of the, like, the major ones. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but like you said, The Burbs hasn't even made it to like a cult. It doesn't even feel like a cult movie. It's a very yeah. small cult, it feels yeah. like. <laughs> Most people I feel like are like, yeah, I saw that. I think I saw it on TV or something. <laughs> yeah. And meanwhile, I'm like, yeah, I've seen it a hundred times. <laughs> and then minute by minute. And then minute by minute, like a crazy person. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, I think we're going to close it out with uh, about a nine on the tension scale there, Rube. And uh, <laughs> stay safe, neighbors. <laughs> <laughs>